Hello and a very warm welcome to episode 3 of the Chesterfield Show, the podcast bringing you some of the feel-good news stories and details of some of the upcoming events from across the town. Coming up on the show, we'll be speaking to local table tennis star Liam Pitchford ahead of his trip to Tokyo to compete in the Olympics. We'll be hearing about some of the great outdoor events taking place this summer across the town, aiming to keep people active and look after their well-being. And we've got an exclusive from Chesterfield Royal Hospital, their unveiling plans plans to build a brand new health and well-being hub for staff on the site as a result of the generous donations from local residents and businesses over the past 18 months. So without further ado, let's get straight into it. Despite still being in his 20s, this summer will be Liam Pitchford's third Olympic Games. He's one of nine athletes supported by the Derbyshire Institute of Sport heading over to Tokyo to compete. I was invited along to his training camp down in Nottingham before he flew out there to see how preparations were going and how good it feels to have qualified once again. Oh, it feels great. Um, you know, honestly, just just proud to, to be putting on the, the GB shirt again. Going out there with a little bit more expectation this time, but, you know, hopefully, hopefully going to perform well. And with it being a year delayed, has that been a little bit of a frustration for you? Has it kind of thrown you off your usual routines a little bit? Yeah, it has. Um, you know, just we locked down last year in March, just before that, um, obviously played one of the best tournaments of, of my career so far. Um, so it came at a little bit of a, a bad time, not going to lie. But um, yeah, I mean, it's the same boat for everyone, isn't it? And um, I'm just trying to trying to put the work in and do, do the right things and get myself in the best shape before I go out there. And a lot of people have wanted me to ask this. How does a lad from Chesterfield get so good at table tennis? I think for me, what helped was a couple of my mates that I started playing table tennis with from Chesterfield carried on and we sort of, you know, we trained together. I think we just pushed each other along and just wanted to beat each other that much that you know it, it improved us and then when I was 16 yeah, I decided I need to move to Germany so I moved to Germany when I was 16 just because you know, I needed to be in a better better environment for training and that was probably the move that sort of kick-started my career really. A lot of people forget that you're still in your 20s but in the table tennis world are you considered a bit of a, a veteran now given it's your third time playing in uh, competing should I say in the Olympics? Um, Probably Olympics-wise, yeah. Probably, you know, table tennis-wise, not really, because a lot of European players, especially, play until. I mean, a lot of them have been playing until their 40s and, and stuff like that. So um, I'm getting on a little bit, but <laughs> I'm not that old. I don't think. I, I still feel young. Got a few years left in me, I think. And just describe to us that atmosphere then, when you're actually competing in one of these games, from you know, I guess the opening ceremony right through. What's the whole experience like? Can you sum it up? It's mad. Like you know, I think this time going to be a bit different because all the restrictions and, and protocols in, in place but for me London was, was crazy like you know I was sort of 19 going in there bright-eyed bushy-tailed young lad just trying to experience and everything being around so many big stars I went to the opening ceremony in London which was probably one of the best experiences of my life and then just yeah just everything was the experience is, I mean, it's kind of indescribable, really. You have to be there to, to experience it, and it's just just mad, everything going on. Like, you've got 
people everywhere. You've got food halls everywhere. You've got things to do, games rooms everywhere. And yeah, I don't know how to. I don't know how to put it into words. But it's just an amazing event. And does it bring that extra little bit of pressure compared to your usual tournaments and the regular circuit that you follow? Oh yeah, I think so. Everyone growing up, when they get into sports, they want to be Olympic champion, and I'm no different. So it does. I like the Olympics. Is you know you see some strange results at Olympic Games because you know the nerves are there, the pressure's there, and others deal with it better than better than others. And you know hopefully this time I can go there without really any pressure and just just play my game. And there's obviously, like you said, there's some really fierce competition in table tennis. Of course, you've got countries like China who seem to win it very often. But are you confident uh, that on your day you do have a chance of getting in and amongst those medals? Uh, obviously, China, the, the powerhouse, you know, they've won, I think, I can't remember what it is, 24 of 28 medals or 28 of 32 or something. So, you know, they're the team to stop. Um, but, you know, I've done it in the past. I've beaten... You know, beating the world number one, I've beaten the last Olympic champion, beating a couple of others from China. You know, on my day for sure, I can I can beat them. Um, it's just about being in the right mindset at the time and performing well on the day. And um, you know, I know I can do it. It's just just about doing it. You know, pretty much when it comes down to it. And how do you prepare for something like this, mentally and physically? I think physically, obviously, I've I've got a personal trainer, so I do a lot of work with him in the gym, working on specific stuff, not. Just just for normal strength, just actual like table tennis wise and how we need to move in table tennis and, and doing specific stuff. So I think for me, knowing I've done that work actually helps me mentally as well. So I know that I've done what I need to do. You know, I've done all I can do to prepare. I'm doing my work on the table, I'm doing my work in the gym. At the end of the day, I can't do anything else. I just need to, I know I've done that and I just need to go out there and perform after. And I suppose the fact that you've done two previously, it gives you that little bit of edge. You know what to expect a little bit now. Yeah, I do. And um, hopefully that stands me in good stead, I'd like to think. But you never know. It is an Olympic Games at the end of the day. It's going to be a slightly different one. It's been a, a tough year because obviously there's not been that many tournaments going on. Um, so it's difficult to, to know where I'm at really and what I need to improve on. But yeah i'm looking forward to it i think it'll be a good event and ahead of flying out there any messages to your family and friends back home in chesterfield you know i just want to say thanks to especially to my parents and that for, for everything they did when i was younger really um driving me here there and everywhere and yeah i don't know how much money they spent on me so uh, but i like to think you know i've made them proud and you know hopefully i can repay them with the with something special this summer. I'm sure the whole town will be backing you all the way, Liam. Thank you Thank so you much for joining us and all the best out there. Thanks a lot. Cheers. Thanks to Liam for his time and we're all wishing him the very best of luck over in Tokyo. In other news across Chesterfield, over the last few weeks, plans have been announced to revamp Chesterfield's market with the aim of creating a vibrant open-air shopping experience along with new event space, seating and landscaping. The finalists have been announced across 12 categories for this October's Love Chesterfield Awards, with more still to be announced, and a developer's started work on converting the former North East Derbyshire Council offices up on Saltergate. They'll be turned into 59 new apartments, bringing more footfall into the town centre. And don't forget, you can keep up to date with the latest news from businesses across Chesterfield on our website, www.chesterfield.co.uk. 
Now, with the kids breaking up for the summer, a number of events and initiatives have been announced by Chesterfield Borough Council as part of efforts to get people of all ages active and outdoors over the holidays. And where better than one of Chesterfield's best outdoor spaces, Queen's Park, to find out about some of the things happening over the next few weeks and months. I spoke to Jill Mannion Brunt, who's the council's cabinet member for health and well-being, to find out more. So yeah, it's a bit of a blustery Queen's Park this afternoon, but uh, I've been joined by Councillor Jill Mannion Brunt, who's here to tell us about some of the fantastic outdoor activities that are currently going on and, and will continue to go on throughout the summer in the town. Uh, nice to have you on, Jill. Yeah, I'm happy to be here, even on, as you say, this blustery morning, but we're overlooking Queen's Park Cricket Field, which is a great place to be. I've read quite a few cricket books by commentators, and I don't think there's one of them where they haven't mentioned what a beautiful ground this is. And it's a fabulous park, and never tire of that. So we've got so many activities on this summer across our parks and green spaces and it's brilliant we've already seen that we're increasing physical activity levels in Chesterfield even before Covid and I think Covid has made people think you know we need to get out and about and really enjoy the countryside so yeah we've got we've got things like pickleball that people perhaps haven't heard of which is a great kind of combination sport which suits all ages and all abilities it's a bit like a cross between table tennis tennis and, and badminton I've had a go at it it can be quite energetic it depends how you play it I suppose but yeah that's going on we've got wild stuff you know like treasure hunts and we've got some beautiful guided walks that have got various themes around understanding nature and plants and, and everything else. So it's all ages, all abilities, all areas of town. Fantastic. And do you think it's really what we all need after you know, more than a year of being locked up in our houses to be able to not just get out and exercise, but have that social interaction again with people too? Yes, really important that, that you know we can walk with others, you meet new people. And you know, not everybody will be going away this summer. You know, they're talking about staycations, but that's not for everybody. So we're trying to make sure that there's an opportunity for people to get out and meet in the great outdoors over the summer period and, and particularly for young children it's been tough on kids really really tough and um, we're hoping to engage teenagers in some of our activities as well in terms of the boxing and the wheel sports and everything else so we hope there's something there for everybody that they can enjoy the summer and then by September we're getting back to some kind of normality and we can see that we've had a good summer. And Chesterfield does, as you mentioned already, we're in one now, Queen's Park. It has so many amazing green spaces and it's a brilliant idea, isn't it, just to get people using them and really exploring what, what amazing spaces we do have here. Yes, it is. I mean, you know, we've got our, our destination parks like Homebrook Valley Park and Poolsbrook. We've got canoeing up at Poolsbrook, so, you know, get messing about on the water up there over the summer period. But I think as well, you know, even our smaller parks, there's lots going on, and our green spaces, you know, we've got the canal, which is just such a great opportunity for people to take some good canal walks and diff see different kinds of flora and fauna, and again, meet people. So we're really proud of our parks. They're a great asset for Chesterfield, and I don't think people ever get tired of, of walking through some of our destination parks as well. And as you mentioned, there's things on for people of all ages, like you say, you've got things for the kids, but you've also also got things like walking football for maybe people who are in the later years of life too. Yes, walking football has been really popular and we try walking netball as well. So again, we're looking to get people out of all ages. And just here in the park, um, and in fact only two weeks ago, I tried out one of the um, the carriages that the cyclists are using so that people can sit in a, it's almost like a, a buggy behind a, a bike, an electric bike, and they can go around the park, they can go around the town, and we've got some you know fit people that can uh, pedal for them. So we're really trying to open everything up so we've got accessible, accessible activities. 
and as a council I mean obviously a lot of it comes down to doesn't it people getting active kind of personal responsibility but do you feel like as a council you have a bit of a role to play in in getting people healthy as well yes we do I mean you know health and well-being is really important to us it's it's one of our major challenges because it's true to say that there are some parts of the borough that do suffer in terms of health inequalities and deprivation so it's important that we reach out to those areas and we have some responsibility for them but just talking about the parks and green spaces you know we owe a lot as well to the friends of our parks a lot of volunteers put a lot of time in and we've got a fabulous green spaces team on the council who are involved in play activities as well and they keep our parks and green spaces really 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 pristine and we're contributing to climate change you know it's a, that's an important factor for us on the council that we do make a contribution to, to climate change through our green spaces and through our activities so tell us where people can find out all the details about all the activities then yeah all the activities are available on our website and i'll give you wendy who's one of our main organizers wendy blunt and tina hershey wendy.blunt at chesterfield.gov.uk she's expecting lots of emails lots of calls So make sure you get involved with some of those fantastic activities as Jill mentioned. You can find all the upcoming events at www.chesterfield.co.uk forward slash events to book onto something that suits you. And while I was in Queen's Park, I bumped into a couple of gentlemen who were launching a brand new game in the town. And again, it's aimed at getting people active and having fun in the process. It's called Tag Tap. I spoke to organisers Pete and Andy about how it all works. Basically, it's just a project to get people out and about into great outdoors. Uh, after the year and a half we've had, I think it's about time we've got some fresh air and some exercise, to be honest with you. Definitely. And just tell us about what the kind of premise is, really. Well... <laughs> I, ultimately, it consists of an app and NFC tags. NFC tags are scattered around the town. There's over 350 of them. And once you find one, you scan it with the app and it'll give you a clue or clues to the closest locations. Answer the clue, find the location and, and carry on. Find them all if you can. How important do you think this is going to be for people, given the year and a half we've had stuck in our houses and things? Hopefully, massively. Watching children sat on their Xboxes, it's no fun as a parent getting them out, seeing them being kids again, running around, finding tags, looking at the clues, moving on to the next one. Our kids have loved it, so hopefully we can get most of Chesterfield involved. And we've seen a few initiatives, haven't we, kind of like this in the past that have been really successful, so is your hope that yours is just as successful as, for example, like a, a Beat the Street, I think, came a couple of years back? I'm pretty sure ours will be better than Beat the Street. It's not just finding boxes and scanning them, it's, it, it will be answer the clues, like a real treasure hunt. Moving forward as well, we would like to get kids involved in, in creating the clues because we have the freedom to edit the web pages and stuff and the clue pages, we could have children drawing the locations or, or even writing the clues for us and, and that would just give kids more of an incentive to get out and about it'd be just get them involved so it really is an interactive game for everyone across Chesterfield. How much do you think does Chesterfield as a town need something like this as well in terms of do you think more still can be done really to engage not just children but people of all ages? Yeah I mean something like this it's like Pete's just said it's the start of it we're wanting to improve it we're wanting to do more with it this year we're, we're hoping that kids take part, engage in it, have fun, 
but moving forwards whatever they want we can do yeah so is it really all about fun and, and bringing that fun into exercise because I someone like me I mean look at me I'm not exactly a slim gym but the thought of going to the gym and doing an hour on the treadmill is not really my cup of tea so is it about bringing that fun back it's, a, it's about getting people out and about in an enjoyable way and getting some much needed exercise and moving forward for the future we're hoping if we're moving to Sheffield and other areas it will all be based on the same platform so say you get 100 points in Chesterfield and then you move to Sheffield to have a day out or something and you can carry on playing and then points just build up on what you're already getting it's it's all intertwined we want to bring it as big as possible on the same platform so it can just keep being played rather than it's a six weeks initiative and then it stops we'll keep it going we'll keep making it bigger as long as people are playing it and that's it we just want people out and about get some exercise and have some fun like you said there about the points element to it does that bring a bit of competition yeah. in do you think in it as well and that gives people a bit of extra drive too absolutely and the other thing is we can do is we've got a database system at the back end of it so we can see what school's performing better than what school and and what class is doing better than what class so we can give out prizes for pupil versus pupil class versus class and school versus school to make it more fun and more competitive it's got to have a competitive element otherwise people will not carry on playing and if we can do that and we can give out good prizes and keep running this project for free then I think everyone's a winner I really do now down to the nitty-gritty then when's it launching and where can people find out more about it 17th of July that's the official launch date of it download the app sign up and that will give you the location of your first clue Thanks again to Pete and Andy and all the best with the new game. Make sure you get out there with the little ones and take part. And just a quick reminder about some of the other fantastic local events taking place over the summer in Chesterfield. Chesterfield Pride Festival is back this August, once again promising to be one of the biggest Pride events in the entire region. Chatsworth have some outdoor cinema screenings coming up, enabling you to enjoy a range of classic films in one of our area's most beautiful settings. And Derbyshire County Cricket Club are hosting an evening of Queen at Queen's Park, with stars from the West End performing some of the legendary band's greatest hits. That's ahead of Derbyshire's game against Yorkshire at the beginning of August, and both are definitely not to be missed. For the final part of the show, we're focusing on Chesterfield Royal Hospital. Throughout the pandemic, we've heard some truly inspiring stories of people and businesses raising funds for the heroic staff up there. And on the Chesterfield show, we're delighted to reveal that those funds are going towards something truly special. The hospital's planning to build a state-of-the-art wellbeing hub on the site, which will be a safe space for all the staff at the hospital to help them in times of need. I spoke to the hospital's charity director, Ken Godber, who told us about those plans and what's needed to make that vision become a reality. Ken, obviously, during this pandemic, there's been a lot of focus on fundraising and things like that for the hospital and the staff who've done some wonderful things over the last year and a half. Tell us what it's all going to be kind of going towards. During the pandemic, we've been really, really fortunate that a lot of local businesses in particular have given the hospital gifts, whether it's meals, accommodation, toiletries, which have all gone to the staff and been very, very greatly received. What we're conscious of is the health and well-being now of the staff. The staff have been through a really tough time during the pandemic with the workload and the pressure. 
and that doesn't look like easing anytime soon so what we're conscious of is how do we look after the staff and who cares for the carers and that's where the charity we think we come in where we can try and care for the carers so we talked about health and well-being for a while and we've already supported lots of projects around health and well-being across the hospital prior to the pandemic and during so whether that's some counselling or some classes whatever that may be we've, we've provided that what we're keen to do now is bring it all together in one centre and have a separate building on site for staff health and well-being and we're calling it the health and well-being hub at the moment so we think that'll be a really good facility for the staff and actually in, in conversations that we think we might be the first in the country to do this for staff partly because we're quite fortunate in our site that we've got the space for it a lot of hospitals are, are sort of landlocked and they would struggle but we've got the space for it and we think it's a great facility that will allow the staff to go to a separate building for all the support they get now but also any additional support in the future so the, the building will be very flexible can be used for a variety of means and will be there for all the staff to use not just now but well into the future and almost be a legacy piece out of the torrid time of the pandemic we'll have this legacy building that will be a flagship for us and we think for the NHS. Chesterfield Royal Hospital of course if it's not the biggest employer in Chesterfield it's certainly up there as one of the biggest ones so how important is it that you've you know, got a facility like this for the staff especially we've seen the prominence of health and well-being keep getting more and more as, as the years have gone on too. So we are the biggest employer in the area we employ around about four and a half thousand staff which is a huge workforce for any business really but certainly from a health and well-being perspective it, it gives us a huge challenge and clearly if, if we don't look after our staff and they're unable to work then it just impacts on the care we can give and the support we can give to local community and to our patients so it's actually vitally important that we can put some priority towards the staff health and well-being in whatever way that may be and be this flagship provider of health and well-being support which will hopefully retain the staff here but also for new staff that will hopefully come and work at Chesterfield Royal because they'll see the support that we're given in this dedicated facility. And how uplifting has it been for you not only to see this place kind of spring up and, and be able to get the funding into it but also the, the continued support recently of those businesses that you mentioned and people across the town really getting behind the staff here? It's been fantastic certainly the support from local businesses to start with those through the pandemic has been second to none and particularly when you think about some of those businesses have been really hit by the pandemic can hit by continuous lockdowns and unlocking locking back down and actually for them to give us the quantities and volumes of items that they gave us for free and not only that they delivered them to the hospital as well has been has been tremendous to allow staff that have done a really arduous shift to literally pick up a meal on the way out that they can just take home and reheat and, and eat has been tremendous as well as we did little appeals for toiletries for not just staff but also patients you know we've not allowed visitors on site sporadically for, for quite a few months now so we were very aware as a charity are there things that relatives would bring on site for their family that are in hospital they're currently not bringing on site and therefore what do the patients need so the support has been really tremendous and what it's done actually for the charity because we're trying to move to be more proactive be more community aware and publicize ourselves more as much as we can and actually get the community to be aware that there is a charity hospital we're not here to fund what the NHS funds we're here to fund the nice stuff over and above and the excellent stuff and I talk in the phrase of additionality so we're here to fund the 
over and above. So the support we've had through the pandemic from the local communities and businesses has been fantastic. And we've actually had some fundraisers as well that off their own back have done some amazing things. Even though we're in lockdown, somebody did a concert on a back garden, a local singer. And a local guy ran 100 kilometres in a day on a treadmill on his drive. We've had some really good innovative ideas that even though we're in lockdown, we can't congregate to do fundraising. Local communities have stepped up and actually raised some money. And it's been really heartfelt by the staff. And not only that, some of that fundraising now is going directly towards the, towards the Health One Bean Pub. From that staff point of view, as the charity director, as someone who is getting this off the ground, you must have heard some really harrowing stories just in terms of what the staff have been through over the last few months. Absolutely. We've got a number of staff, whether it's clinical staff or just the pressure. We've had staff that are not working in their normal environment. So we've had staff that typically don't work on critical care in particular, that suddenly found themselves helping out in critical care, which is which is great for them. But actually, it's a totally different environment to what they're used to and totally different outcomes and stress and strains of patients than they're used to. So that is a massive impact for those staff. So although it's been great they've stepped up, the impact on them personally can't be underestimated, as well as the pressure of the volume patients not being able to treat the patients that we would normally do when having to delay those our staff will be concerned about that because they're professional it's been a real strenuous time for them and not to underestimate they're wearing a mask and ppe fortunately I, I only have to wear it when i walk around the site they're obviously the clinical staff wear them 12 14 hours a day the full-on ppe and, and hats off to them because how they do that i don't know it's a small thing that we wear a mask walking around but the full-blown ppe they wear in clinic all day every day is tremendous pressure on them so if any of the staff are experienced Experiencing that pressure, maybe it's getting a bit too much, understandably for some people in the current climate. What would your message be to them? Well, the message really is keep up the good work because your work and effort is absolutely appreciated by me and by all the staff at the Royal and by our patients in our community. And you can see that in the support the community given the hospital. So the appreciation is there. But actually, if you do need support, don't sit in silence. Although we've got an appeal for the hub, we do currently offer through our health and wellbeing leads a number of access points at the moment for health and being support whether that is online by app phone call there are lots of ways to access this stuff there's been lots more brought in during the pandemic that we've done collectively across derbyshire so there's lots of resource there to be used so it genuinely is okay to not be okay but actually don't just sit in silence there's lots of resource out there you can use and our main thing is we need to keep you healthy so you can keep treating our patients and to the people and businesses in chesterfield i guess the message is of course this place does need resource and it does need supporting to be able to help those staff continue doing the brilliant work they do every day. Yeah, absolutely. So so we're certainly reaching out to our local community and our local business in particular to say, you know, let's let's have a conversation about how we can engage you in the health wellbeing hub at the Royal. Now, that doesn't necessarily have to mean financially, but it could do. And clearly we do need money to pay for the hub. But actually we're looking to engage with local leaders, local business people that can form part of a development board that will help us to manage the project Project, get the best out of the project and the best out of the local community but also will provide me with a charity development board for well into the future so that collectively as a local community we can decide what the best added value projects are for the hospital and hopefully the local experts i.e the local leaders can help me access the right people and the right funding sources to help make these a reality so it's a real combined effort between me as charity director but also 
recognising that actually the expertise around what we can achieve or can't achieve or what's possible is out in the community and, and really get that, that partnership. So I'm really looking to create partnerships with the charity and businesses, local leaders to say, let's recognise that it's in all our interest to keep the staff at work at the Royal so that we can then keep treating the patients, which let's not forget, if local businesses employ locally too, then actually it's their staff that we could end up treating. So in a way, their partnership with me is almost an investment in their own health and well-being of their staff because if I can provide the best services all the time, then if their staff do unfortunately become ill, we can get them back on the register recovery so it's a dual benefit I see for us and the local community that just gives us this one vision of let's keep the staff healthy at work so that they can continue providing the excellent care that they do. So where is that point of contact then for anybody that is interested in, in getting involved and supporting this? If you're interested in getting involved in the Health Wellbeing Hub and or just want to know more about the charity in general, do please give me a call. Ken Godber. I'm based at the, the Royal Hospital. I've got a charity hub stroke office down at the main reception. You can't miss it. It's all colourful. So pop in and see me. Give me a call 01246 513154 or equally if you go on the Trust website website there's a link to the charity where you can find my full contact details you can find more information about the hub project and you can see examples of what projects we've supported in the past but all the details are on there and and i'd welcome a conversation with anybody Thanks again to Ken and all the fantastic guests on the show. Remember, for details on all the news and events discussed in this episode, you can find more at www.chesterfield.co.uk. You can join the conversation on social media too, using the hashtags LoveChesterfield or SummerInChesterfield, and we'd love you to share with us anything you're up to in the local area and help shout about some of the great things going on across the town. I'll be back at the end of August with more, but until then, wishing you a wonderful summer. Take care.